Oh, some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Yes, coming in hot with episode 115 of the Football Played On Paper podcast. Um, I'm the hostess with the mostest, Sean, and I'm also joined by Jobber. Better late than never, mate, but you're here. <laughs> Everything all right, mate? You finished that paddle pop you're eating or whatever was in your mouth? Uh, uh. Uh, that was that was Sam, but uh, yeah, close. Um, and so, Job, you're late, but um, somehow you still look like shit. So, um, <laughs> we'll just try and catch up the listeners on that. But, yeah, just rest assured, Job, fucking hell, not sleeping again or something. Uh, Barney's here. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Sean. The paddle pot went down beautifully, so I'm <laughs> feeling ready. Yeah, don't eat them sideways would be my tip. Um, and <laughs> have you calmed down from um, Harry Kane being the best number 10 and number 9 for hot Spurs? I heard he's the best striker in the world ever. Yeah. Done. That's that's what I've <laughs> and, heard. And so number I don't 10. know if you're the same. How's yeah. he the best number 10 and number nine for the same team? Outrageous. I don't know. It takes his one game apparently these days. <sighs> that's true. Anyway, Halsey, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. A little bit uh, peeved that I had to miss the end of maths for this one. It was a dinner party <laughs> night, but um, I guess we'll push on. I'll rewatch it later or something, I guess, in my own time. Mate, I'm glad we could get some time in your calendar. It sounds yeah. shockers with all these maths in there. <laughs> yeah, well, it's very nice a week, mate. It's a big commitment. <laughs> it is a big commitment. That's a big commitment that they're making for sure. There's no doubt about that. Three, <laughs> three nights a week for, uh, what, two months there. That's yeah, a big commitment think, that they're making. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, boys. So, we've got, um, we've got weekly happenings. We've got the EPL review to get through. A bit of uh, Champions League floating around too. And then we're into the EPL preview. Plus a bit of the uh, super energy drink um, cup competition, and then we're off to social media corner too. And we've got an absolute doozy this week too. So, yeah, we better get stuck into it. Um, I won't quote Barney on the size of the content we have to get through, um, <laughs> simply because we don't have enough beeps to get through that. But Barney, here we are. Weekly happenings. Let's go. Alrighty. So we'll start off at the Burnley and uh, sorry, the, not the Burnley game. I'm stuck with old Chris Wood. The Newcastle West Ham game, and uh, Chris Wood's yeah. been up to some mind games. Yeah, he's uh, so apparently old Craigie Dawson from West Ham actually complained to the referee because Chris Wood wouldn't stop meowing at Kurt Zuma, and this was also backed up by all the Newcastle fans bringing inflatable cats to the game as well. <laughs> they kick him onto the field after the game, do they? <laughs> oh, grab my tail, chuck them on there. That, that, that <laughs> is such good banter that um, it's just going to stick now, isn't it? So yeah, um, every 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 West Ham game, there's just going to be uh, cats getting around um, in the crowd and a lot of meowing happening. How how'd you be being Craig Dawson and playing every West Ham home game and then complaining about something you hear on the football pitch? I just couldn't. I couldn't get my head around that. Ben. Like, surely, you've, surely you've heard much worse from the crowd yeah. in the West Ham game. Doesn't uh, doesn't whinge about any like likely racial slurs. He's probably heard from Whoa, the crowd. Oh, that's libelous. Yeah. That is libelous. Yeah, yeah, but in all his the time, bubbles, over, all those bubbles bursting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then all of a sudden, bit of, bit of cat noise is too much for him. The ref. That's probably what the ref just said to him. He said, "Mate, listen to the crowd. You got West Ham versus Newcastle. 
that's way worse than anything else going on the field at the moment. Holy shit, Pull this made me laugh when I read it, but I thought it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it's embarrassing for him that it's got out that he wins to complain about, really, isn't it? He's come off looking pretty bad. Yeah, it probably never would have come out if he never if Craig had never complained. So Kurt's probably like, "What the hell are you doing, mate? Just let it go." Uh, if if Kurt ever manages to hold some sort of form for the rest of the season, I'll be so surprised because he he would just be in his own head so much, like with everything that we said to him and, and all the stuff going on in the crowd. So yeah, still got eight, he's still got eight lives, but doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon the uh, the more appropriate response, obviously, I think everyone in this podcast would agree, judging by the age of everyone. Um, is he just should have gone any high two footer on uh, Chris Wood after a few meows, and that would have been a much more proportional response than complaining to the referee. Yeah, or am yeah. I? This is not in appropriate days. to call Kurt Zuma whiskers for the rest of the year. <laughs> well, you hey, said this it. is tough for um, for Zuma to take, but um, no doubt he'll land on his feet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. I couldn't think a... of anything better for Kurt Zuma's image right now than to go a double footer on someone who's been meowing at you. <laughs> <laughs> just to continue that uh, that feline abuse. A person, yeah. So, so <laughs> he's got a bit of bad luck. We saw a black cat and booted it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if anyone at the training ground is going to put like milk in his drink bottle or something like that. <laughs> Jesus. And we stop bringing the tin more. tuna to, to the grounds for lunch snacks. <laughs> all right, all right, cut it out, meow. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> oh, that's it. I, I'm moving it the on. Super Troopers reference. Nice. <laughs> Don't uh, pause. Alrighty. <laughs> so. We've got we've got the Italian Serie A and possibly the best red card to a to a gaffer you've ever seen. So who else but Jose Mourinho copped a straight red in the league? Uh, it was Roma playing. I can't remember who it was exactly. Um, and he was getting pretty worked up at the ref. Started abusing the ref, saying he was sent by Juventus. Um, apparently the ref's brother works for Juventus, so has for a while. So he started using the ref saying, you were sent by Juventus to like destroy us, yada, yada, then picks up the ball and boots it into like further than Rose. It was like tier three Rose. It was an unbelievable launch he put into the crowd. Did you guys happen to catch the footage? I didn't. No, but I think I need oh. to go find it now. I did. Prime Jose. All about <laughs> Jose. I honestly think what he was doing it was just to take the attention away from a shit result. 100%. Every time. What, he does every time. Two all. Two all against oh, yeah. Verona, I think it was. Uh, ah, okay. that's what it was Verona. Yeah, yeah, pretty disappointing. Um, so I genuinely think he was doing that to try and take the attention away from what was a pretty sloppy performance and a bad result. He is yeah. big into like the psychology side of football, so he loves playing those mind games with the media. That's for sure. But yeah, do yourself a favor and go watch the footage. He then gets the red card, abuses the referee a little more, is pulled back by his assistant, and then runs over to the opposing coach to shake his hand really politely, and then runs. Oh, off. I did see that bit actually. Yeah, maybe, yeah maybe it's I, it's a really yeah. weird sequence of events. Do yourself a favor and check it out. Gotcha. And the last one we've got here is a. Uh, Halsey's new favorite female player. It's the New Zealand center back. Was her name, I believe her name was Moore. Last name Moore. Yeah, Michaela Moore, I think. Michaela yeah. Moore has scored yeah, a hat trick. Oh, <laughs> that's libelous. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Don't even talk about Halsey. Continue. She's yeah. <laughs> so a bit of a bit of a um a blow up in the in the goal scoring scene, uh, and actually not a striker. So similar to Harry Kane, uh, goal scoring phenomenon, not a striker. And the other thing too, though, is unfortunately not 
for New Zealand either. So she actually managed to bag a first half hat trick. And I will pre- also say it was a perfect hat trick. I don't know if anyone caught that. It was a, a header, a left foot. Uh, I was, it was, yeah, left foot, header. And then the right one was more of a shin, but it was off the right Does leg. Does face count as header? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll count that. Anything okay. from the neck up, um, right. I'll, I'll pay as a header. So, so your classic perfect hat trick, first half, I think it was within the first 30 minutes. Um, and so they were 3-0 down to the US and herself and ended up going on to lose 5-0, as you'd expect. But, um, yeah, the crosses into the box were real doozy for her. I think she just – I don't know if you've seen the goals, but it was I watched good all, finishing. I watched all the goals. First one, I was like, yeah, maybe she could have done better. That's just unlucky. Definitely, yep. Second one is pure wrong place, wrong time. The, the US player completely scuffs the header straight into her face and then it massive deflection into the goal. Yeah. And then third goal is just a terrible clearance by her. I feel um, like all three could have done a lot better, but yeah. No, nah, no, nah, the second one, I, I, I'll take that off her. That's, that's pure. Don't feel those bad, in your time, yeah. Bad, fair, fair. bad place, bad time. But uh, no, I think I'd, I was just blown away by it because I remember I was really confused. I saw it like on the internet and I was like, what are you, like, what's so good about this? It's a great hat trick, whatever. But I'm like, oh, wait. And then I realized, I saw that, like, I think the screenshot I had at the time had like the OG at like had the commas and then the OG at the end. So I didn't have OG next to all three. And then I put it together and realized what had happened when I watched the highlights and the fact that it was a, a perfect hat trick. I just think you'll never see that again, I don't think, would you? Maybe at an AFCON. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. In One a heavily match fix game. Yeah. Well, that's the, yeah, that's the thing. That sort of stuff happens. You suspect match fixing. But, uh, yeah, I think yeah. she just brought an island like just beside Greece recently. So yeah, she maybe had something to do with the result. No, no relation to the three own goals that she just scored. Yeah. Alrighty, let's get straight into the games, and we start at Arsenal two, Brentford one. And watching this game, I thought the scoreline probably didn't really reflect the result of the game. Is probably. Uh, Lucky for Brentford to even scrape through with one there. Jobber, did you feel the same way? Yeah, Sam, got this one completely wrong, mate. Um, I thought Brentford might be able to push them, <laughs> but they most certainly did not. No. Uh, very one-sided affair. Much better performance from Arsenal. So potentially that um, that 16-week break they've been on because of COVID has done them the world of good. Yeah, yeah that, they, that, they um, You go, Barn. You go, yeah, Josh. Mate. Oh, they go. All right. Yeah, I was, I was, I was very impressed with... Um, Arsenal's performance in this one, they uh, put in a pretty complete performance. They dropped off for a little bit, but that's to be expected. But like pretty much a straight, like as good as you get for Arsenal these days, 90-minute performance. And yeah, like I said, Brentford lucky to to get one late on. Um, and still no Christian Eriksen in the Brentford lineup, not even on the bench. So I'm guessing he's just getting back up to fitness. Well, I think he's coming off a heart attack, Sam. So I'd say, I don't know. What's oh, recovery time? Could be a long road like, to recovery. It was yeah. like nine it's months ago. ACL, get over it. it. Get over it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I read about Sergio Aguero's tears during the week, and he didn't have half of what Ericsson had. What's Sergio got? Yeah. Uh, uh, he has got, heart uh, issues. He really so like oh, okay. I don't follow the Qatar. I thought he had a bad curry. Um, but more serious than that. It, I thought it might have been registration issues with the Barca, but no, he's worked through those. And now he's got a heart condition. <laughs> chest not, pain after he looked at his bank account. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Barca were too worried about le- letting him letting him go with their financial issues. 
He was probably the worst signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they ran him through the books when he signed and started getting chest pains. Um, <laughs> but no, look, very one-sided, Sam. Good performance from Arsenal. Really exciting game this week, actually, against Wolves on Friday for Arsenal. I thought that would almost be a lock for Wolves, but I'm sort of changing my mind. Yeah, Arsenal are definitely looking fairly decent and they're, um, they're like a bit more of a threat now than what I was expecting to be for that top four position. I think. Yeah, personally. I think them and... Them and Wolves are looking looking on the up. Yeah, I guess we we couldn't comment on Arsenal because, like you said, they hadn't played in so long. I think the that lost streak for Brentford is is looking more and more dire. They they weren't great. And, I, I uh, think I said this last week too. I think they're going to get relegated. They could. They could just they spiral out. Bad. I, I I've thought bad. it for a couple of weeks. I think the other teams are all getting better and doing something, and they're going the other way. And I remember they remind me of Hull City of like fifteen years ago when Hull <laughs> started really strong. I think they're up to fourth at one point, and then they barely got a point for the rest of the season and just got relegated. Yep, could happen, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's not looking good for them at the moment. All righty, let's move on to Liverpool 3, Norwich City 1, and again, probably a result that didn't reflect the scoreline. After watching that first half from Liverpool, Josh, how they not put about six past these boys? Uh, I don't know, actually. I'm trying to think back to the chances. Just, just there was at least there was at least four good chances. I think yeah, in that yeah, first yeah. half. That Tim McGuess had one early, went over the bar. Yeah, yeah that, that one. Mane had one late, which he probably should have finished as well. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he got the three goals. Yeah, it's just it's kind of the story though for Liverpool all the time, and then the scoreline just reflects whether they happen to net, like nip a few or whether they miss all of them. So it's just kind of they kind of play like that. They create a lot of chances, miss ninety five percent of them, and then just brute force it. Um, um, good chance here for Liverpool to make a few changes. They they brought in that too. Gomez. He hadn't played in ages and he played it right back. So I'm not mm. sure as a centre half, your first game back, you're going to enjoy that much playing it right back. Isn't he left footed yeah. as well? No, he's uh, right no, footed. He's right -footed. Um, no. Tim pretty pacey played though. At so, left back. Yeah. So to give Robinson a chop out. Nabi Kate hasn't played in a while. He yeah. was in the starting team. Diaz um, got his first start for, for Liverpool and as goal. well. So. And a goal. Yeah, nice little cheeky finish. Nice goal, wasn't it? Nice, Very nice ball great from ball. Hendo. How's a Hendo with the ball? Oh, oh my yeah. god, what a player! Who um, who can ever pass like like who's ever given the time and space like bad from Norwich, obviously, but like to just pass a ball barely any shape on it or angle like through the middle of the field like that. Yeah, um, it's great to see shows, that Norwich when they're two one Norwich down. Are. Yeah, give you that space. Um, yeah. but what about uh, Mo Salah's goal too? Jeez, he's really showed that he's um two footed. He really oh. can hit him on his right as well. I know it's like it looks. It doesn't look Fuck. as bad because he sort of wrong puts the defender, so he gets away with it. But yeah, exactly. he, man, he scuffed it. But oh, man, he God. scuffed that, and that should have been just like the guy should have like you know taken a touch off the line, just dribbled it off the line to embarrass <laughs> yeah. him. But yeah, I think he was lucky that he scuffed it because that way it did go in. Whereas if yeah. he hit, hit that true, I think that first defender would have would have saved it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Nah, so boys, where does where does Mane's goal rank in the uh, echelon of goals this season? Not that high. Yeah, as that's I'm what I'm putting it, good. I'm putting I it in. Uh, I'm putting it in the not bicycle. I'm putting it in the volley bicycle category. So not quite yeah, volley, like an overhead, but not quite bicycle. So it's sort yeah. of in that middle range. Yeah, like over the shoulder almost. Yeah. yeah. Is, is, what are people going nuts on it on the socials? Are they job? Oh, I have been posting videos. Oh, on yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Look at the marking from Norwich. Yeah, Three Where are you? No, no too busy appealing for offside. It's an uncontested header into an uncontested volley and almost a yard box. You don't get a job at. They were watching the ball go that way, and then it came back this way. Yeah, and what are they meant to do? Yeah, yeah you can't get. You, yeah, yeah, but how many passes beforehand? 
Come on. Oh, so, for, the, yeah. for the Diaz goal, it was like 37 <laughs> or something. So what do we think of Norwich? 17 points, stuck on the bottom, didn't show a lot there. Um, they're 17th. Newcastle um, is probably who they're chasing on, on 22 points with Everton. Are they any chance of uh, getting out or are we riding them off? Timo Puki, a couple of chances, couldn't finish. Yeah, look, I'm not writing them off yet. Burnley have three games in hand, but Liverpool's not going to be the game that's going to make or break you. Like, they were never going to win that game. Um, I don't mind the chance to survival. I actually think there's a bunch of teams above them that are going, like Palace, Brentford, Everton, that are going the other way more. So I genuinely think there are chances of staying up. It's funny because I look at the, those, like Burnley and Norwich in the bottom, and I, like, I reckon Everton, Leeds, and Brentford are all worse than them at the moment. Yeah, yeah and, Roy, and Roy Hodgson's doing a magnificent job at Watford. Watford Mag- looked really shit as well. Still. Yeah, but they <laughs> bloody smacked Villa 1-0 on the weekend. Got his first <laughs> win after about four attempts. What a manager. What a manager. He'll get those, though. All righty. Let's move on to a bit of a boring affair, and that was a London derby in Chelsea one, Crystal Palace nil, and Chelsea, like we've said a lot this year, got away with one here, didn't they? Yep. I'm going to jump in and say I think this game went, I don't know what the quote was for me earlier, but I reckon this basically went how I predicted it would go. Like Chelsea, not super convincing, get a result, boring affair, anything else? <laughs> was, Holy shit, a, this was boring. Yeah. I don't reckon it was that boring. I reckon it was uneventful, but not that boring. I think there yeah, were a lot of yeah, chances. Yeah. Like you look at Kante, he had a good chance. Uh, Zaha, he had a good chance. Flash past the post. I think there might have been a, an offside goal from um, Hakim Ziyech Sage, as well before yeah. he got yeah before he got his his actual goal. So a couple of chances. I, this was just like a lot of missed chances and an uneventful game. But yeah, I think if you're in neutral, it was just okay. I think the highlight of this game was Romelu Lukaku's seven touches. Oh, I heard it was six. In the entire game. No, I, was, I, was, I think it was seven, but one of them was a kickoff. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's the lowest yeah. any Premier League players ever got in Premier League. Yeah, yeah. any outfield players ever got in a outfield, game. Yeah. You, did um, anyone see Tommy Tooks's reaction to this? So Tommy Tooks came out at... Um, sort of doubled down on him, didn't he? Yeah, at the end of the game. And he's like, yeah, Chelsea's traditionally been a tough place to be a striker. And then just rattled off some like horrendous stats from like Shevchenko, Radamel Falcao, um, Torres. Torres, yeah. Out there, oh, I can't remember who else was in there, but yeah, a range of strikers. So he's like, I'm not sure if, it, if it's Chelsea and the shirt's too big um, or I'm reading too much into it. Yeah, Drogba had a horrible time, didn't he? Yes, they asked um, I can't remember which side of the half time it <laughs> was, one. but Wilf Zaha definitely should have put Chelsea in the lead. I can't remember if it was just before. Will Zaha should have put Chelsea in the lead. Interesting. Uh, should have put Crystal Palace in the lead. Remember that goal situation? Just before. No, no, he, uh, he had a good chance inside the left channel and just it just didn't happen for him, but he definitely should have put him in the lead. Yeah, he's looking very off colour at the moment. He's not back to his form. He was sort of two seasons ago where he was knocking him in for fun. But yeah, pretty boring game. Chelsea lucky to get the win. And honestly, they. they uh, they need the wins at the moment because the few of the play, uh, teams below them are coming in pretty hot and they're not far off the pace. So they've got to keep getting those wins in. Alrighty. So moving on to the game of oh. the weekend. And what a cracker this was. I'm still buzzing about it. Tottenham 3, 
Manchester City 2. And Sean, do you agree that Harry Kane is the best striker there's ever been in the Premier League ever? <laughs> Gee, I've never seen someone being written off and then written back on so fast. <laughs> Because a but, couple of weeks ago, Spurs fans are like, fuck, we should have sold him. That 100 mil would have been juicy. And now they're like, oh, thank God we didn't sell him. I was always behind him. And thank God I'm, he's I'm, I'm more shocked at the pundits. So many pundits have come out and be like, that was the best performance by a striker ever in the Premier League. I'm like, Cheers really? that, right? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, sure like, put him like, in his midfield for the team of the week, like number <laughs> eight. <laughs> Did he? That's <laughs> fucking <laughs> gold. Fuck, that's funny. Oh, he's oh, so the- deluded. Yeah, no, what an awesome game. I think I had money on Man City going into this. I just think there was no way that they could lose. I think it was like it was at the Eddie had. They were obviously on a roll, Spurs sort of stuttering. Um, but this look, a bit of a throwback to this, um, the Jose team of Spurs where they like played like really nicely vertical. Like they went from back to front real fast. Um, Man City did their normal thing where they were trying to pass teams to, to death. I think they had like at one stage in the second half it was like 90% possession. Um, yeah. But the thing was, when they went forward, they didn't look that dangerous, had some chances um, and just sort of obviously had their weight of possession. But every time Spurs looked to break, they they looked dangerous, like they looked like they were going to score. So I think, like, yeah, watching this, you could kind of tell that that was sort of how things were going to pan out. And as, as long as Spurs took their, you know, couple of chances that they got, they, they, they were going to go on and win the game or at least take some points from Man City. Yeah, yeah. Um... I was saying earlier in the week or just after this game to Barney, actually, it seemed like the only time that uh, Tottenham really seemed like uh, vulnerable was when they, you know, there's a turnover and Tottenham go to counterattack and they expand and go forward. Um, and then it turns over again, like the chance breaks down that moment there where they're not quite getting back and compact. But if Man City didn't counterattack again quick enough and Tottenham were allowed to get compact quickly again and back in their shape, then they'll, they'll right again. So they they didn't they had sort of had limited moments themselves, Man City, to really really capitalise and expose Tottenham. Um, and also, I was saying the counter attacks for Tottenham are, are quite light personnel wise. Like it's usually like Son and Kane or Son and Kane and one other person, and then like they happen so quick that the midfield and defence don't really have to or get time to push up with them, so they kind of can stay back yeah. ready to defend. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. I think one at the I agree with that point, Halsey. And at the start of the show, I was sort of saying that Harry Kane was the best number ten and number nine. And I think that's like I was joking about that, but half serious as well because what he does is he drops in, gets the ball, and then he plays a, a wide pass, um, which then, um, as you say, they're light on, as in Son's coming through. Um, so. When he, Song gets on the ball, Kane's got enough time to get back in the box and be that traditional number nine in, in the box as well. So he sort of can do both of those roles, which yeah. is why they can probably push forward in sort of lighter numbers because he gets on the ball, sprays it wide, and then he just gets in the box and everyone else keeps their shape. That's why they can be so potent and so like um, reactive as well when they lose the ball. Yeah, and then on the other side, you had Kulisevsky coming like a locomotive train, just a bit slower. He starts his run real, real early once that move starts. And by the time Sun gets there in about a split second, he's, he's had enough time to almost catch up to Sun and tap one in. So having those variations of arrivals in the box is also good, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a uh, good counter-attacking performance from, from Spurs and some good performances by the two new signings who both started the game. Ben Secure had a pretty good game in the middle, lost the ball a few times, but... You know, a lot of people said that's to be expected, getting up to the pace of the Premier League. And then, yeah, Kulisevsky had a great game. 
um, scored the first one, and then that cross on the on the uh, the third one, the winner the was header, yeah. really nice cross as well. Just lob it in there and let him do the work. But I mean, also like a, I mean, it's right at the end, injury time. Like the players are tired for sure, but he's only got a left foot. It's, yeah. like, it's all he's got. Oh, so, and then let him Cancelo's, Cancelo's yeah. given him so much space to cut back onto. And he didn't even cut back quickly. He cut back so slowly. So onto I and Robin effect. Yeah, but, yeah, it kind of is. But, um, but yeah, I was very happy uh, with the performance from Tottenham. And, yeah, just a bit of a bit of a tactical tactical masterclass from Conte to set him up like that. And then I think the execution as well by a lot of the players was um, – really good it's one of those performances where it's like everything just clicks and everyone plays well all together at once there was no one really lagging yeah barney just a question from a neutral here so how can you be that shit all year and somehow do a double over city because we had <laughs> a week off and, and no games and conte would have been reaming him all week and I just know. running drill after drill the and the other answer to that is that um spurs don't have any responsibility in this game to take the game to man city they can mm. just be reactive. So all they, all you have to do is sit in and counterattack. Like when Spurs have the onus to take the game to um, the yeah. other team Pressure's or off, dominate, right? yeah, possession, they have to do something and create something. Whereas here, it's just like you, you're passing options going forward. are just so limited. It's got, either you've got to hit Harry Kane. When Kane's on it, I've really only got two options. I can spin and hit Son um, or that Kuleski. Um So... Yeah, they don't have a lot of options. Well, I think that, that makes it easier for Spurs. Um, but, Barn, another question from a neutral. What did you think of Emerson Royale's performance? Because I thought he was trash. Good player, Nick. <laughs> He's an honest player, works hard, no quality. Some of Who was that? Sorry, in, I just missed the name. Emerson Royale. Yeah, he's, um, he's having a bit of a torrid time at the moment. Uh in the team. He's sort of he's been a bit in and out now as well, with like and he, he always like they Conte tends to like sub the fullbacks um, every game as well, like so in like seventieth minute. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's still adjusting. I thought he was pretty good this early on in the season, but he's he's um, not really taking to Conte's style as well. But yeah, he's um, I think he's more of a defending wing back than a than attacking wing back. Because some of his balls in and that aren't that great, and his forward passing and decision making isn't great. But if you just give him like just defend. He's pretty good, and that's probably why he's shone a bit more under um, under Nuno. That would be my view on him. But yeah, I I I almost some of his performances recently from Doherty, I'd be backing him in for a uh, for a starting spot. He looks he looks pretty good at the moment. So yeah, very good result for Tottenham. Uh, takes them uh, well, I think it holds their position actually in eighth, but um, brings Liverpool a bit closer to City. And brings the title race back to six points. And if Liverpool can win in their catch-up game, it'll be back to three points and the race is back on. Thank God, because it was getting pretty boring at the top there. Yeah, classic Man City making it boring. Yeah, and just a nice segue in the next game. Also brings Manchester United within 17 points to City. So <laughs> title race is on, boys. What a segue. So, yeah, Man United 4 leads to the Derby. What is, what is this Derby for? Is it the United Derby? They get, the winner gets to keep... Being called United afterwards. What what is the foundations of this derby? I think it's just built out of pure hatred. Um, they just <laughs> don't like each other. And Leeds fans are just Neanderthals. Um, Leeds, okay. <laughs> Leeds fans are gross. And I think we talked about this. Yeah, they're up there. Alanga's getting hit with fucking coins <laughs> yeah, from like, like 20 metres in the pitch. 
it was yeah. ridiculous. But um, yeah, great result for United. But I mean, honestly, against Leeds, you probably see this one uh, coming, Job. And Gary Neville said it was a throwback to a classic because of how wet it was and just how oh, much players were flying in. The conditions were absolutely shit ass, but there's oh, there's terrible. no way Leeds should have got back into this game. Like it's not a classic at all. It was just horrible defending. And then a very, very, very lucky cross. So a recent come classic. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one one, <laughs> one of the re- getting, getting drawn back from 2-0 up against Leeds. <laughs> yeah. Current Leeds United team. Absolute classic, Gary. Yeah. Dan James whipping <laughs> in the crosses. That's unstoppable. Classic. Yeah. Into Fellaini. <laughs> uh, sorry, what were you going to say, Halsey? Are you going to compliment Bruno Fernandes no, again? Like we've heard not enough. Not slightly. Oh. I was just actually had a bit of a theory come to mind about the uh, the grossness of crowds and the supporter base. Um, but I could save it for later if you like. Please do. Let's just uh, enjoy the majesty of the Jaden Sancho-Bruno Fernandes combination. And that Fred substitution. Just right, wouldn't it? Just watching Fred wrap around oh. Sancho. I will comment, yeah, obviously, good good result from Manchester United and a good, like, enough performance given the conditions and everything too. So it was – the conditions made it more entertaining for the neutral um, on top of the six goals. Um, I don't know if Harry Maguire knew much about his goal, um, but I did comment to you guys in the group Old chat Slab earlier. Ab. Yeah, Old Slab Ab just sort of whacked him in the face, but it all counts, same as the uh, New Zealand defender. Um, Bamford, Bamford did but, not have any idea where that ball was, did he? Was it Bamford? Yeah, that's no, yeah, no, it was Lorente. Oh, no. Lorente, yeah, so he had no idea where that ball yeah, was. Yeah, it was terrible. I hate that kind of defending, that man marking. Yeah, all right, that's the style. But then the whole, oh, I'm too worried about where my man is versus where the ball is. And then that happens. He deserved a copper goal, if you ask me. Um, boys, you know me, I like to surf the World Wide Web. A couple of items from the World Wide Web from this game would be um, Rivaldo. Obviously, I like to keep in touch with Rivaldo and he's come out and said uh, more Manchester United players need to be like Fred. So, yeah, maybe take, <laughs> maybe take that on board, um, Bruno, Why? please. Um, Is he still oh, playing in Uzbekistan, um, Rivaldo? He's had a June effort. Yeah, collecting racks. Um, so yeah, that that's that. And the other one was a tweet from Harry Maguire was puzzling fans. So Harry Maguire's tweeted out, you know, big win or something like that. I'm the skipper. There's only one skipper in this team, something along that lines. Um, and in the crowd was a photoshopped guy in the second row who had a, a head photoshopped onto him, the body, which was clearly photoshopped and a bad job at that um, too, Harry. Maybe he did that, cut that out with his nose or something like that. Um, but it turns out it was one of his mates who's a Leeds fan who'd been giving him shit all week. And so um, Big Slabhead thought it would be funny. And for me, I think it's rather ironic that he photoshopped someone else's head, Slabhead, onto another it was, body. So there you go. It was <laughs> so weird, wasn't it? it didn't make like It didn't make any sense I at think all. he just had a concussion <laughs> after that goal, surely. Hey, <laughs> it, it screamed of someone with no banter. So like he's like, he's putting funny. up things. Oh, oh, this would be funny. Some weird thing where some guys like heads photoshopped things. Like, oh, yeah, it's my mate. He's a Leeds fan. <laughs> yeah, good <cool> one, Harry. <laughs> Got him. So, yes, a uh, stellar performance in the eyes of uh, one Josh O'Brien there from United. Yeah, sitting in fourth, four point gap. Easy. Yeah, again, Easy. again. How the fuck are they there on those points? It, it's never seems to amaze me. Uh, but yeah, United still sitting in fourth, looking okay at the moment. That's all you really need to be at the moment to get that fourth position. 
So the most okay team at the end of the year will get it. Let's move on to the final game. Fucking Wolves hell. 2, Leicester 1. Shauno, you kept up the inconsistency and the poor defending as well. How shattered were you after this? Oh, (laughs) fucking devastating. Honestly, I think everyone on the pod picked this. On the form that Wolves are on and the form that Leicester are on, this wasn't really going any other way. It's not surprising. Yeah, it's not surprising the result. What was surprising is how much Leicester dominated the game. A couple of stats for you here, boys. Job will write these down. I know you love the stats. Here we go. Leicester City, 64% possession. Shots on target, seven to Leicester, three to Wolves. Total shots, Leicester 18, uh, Wolves of measly 11. Um, and we've also got 566 passes to Leicester to Poxy uh, 319 uh, to What's Wolves. What's the pass so, yeah, on that? Really, really, oh, 98 but, or something like that, I think. But you're um, going to expect and, and to clear, dominate clearances position against to Wolves, Wolves. 37 to 10. Yeah, but that's no, but, to be that's, the, the not that's the possession. I, I'm possession's one thing, Jobber. You didn't let me get the stats out, mate. <laughs> what about the shots? What about the touches? What about the entries into the other box? So it wasn't just dominating possession. They dominated like the territory of the game and the control of the game and the pace of the game and all yeah. the shots. What is what the difference in this game was the tail of two boxes. In Leicester's box, they um have Amate flapping about in there. They have Casper, who's a little bit out of form, bad. flapping about in there, and they also have Barney's main man, Sionchu, flapping about in there. So that is just always going to happen. And then down the other end, Leicester, we, yeah, we, we usually um, don't need a lot of chances and um, and we've got like a over XG expected goals really. So um, when Vardy's in there, but we just don't look as potent. So for me, it's just a tale of two boxes and um, Wolves won the battle of that and therefore the game. You certainly dominated for a period in that game, like a long period. I think either side of halftime, absolutely dominated. Yeah, Much better minutes, performance. Yeah. Right. Hey, so that, that critical 10 minutes they got you. But it was a much better performance. But Wolves are just a wily bunch of bastards. And they'll get you. And they got you. They, like they've gotten everyone else. Last, they just like, they find a way to win. And you got to love that in a team. Like, because Leicester were yeah, you probably would. far and away the better team. But yeah. just, that, just that little bit of quality, like a moment from Daniel Potence is basically what separated the game. Out, outfoxed. Yeah, they, ah. are the, they are the... Uh, second most informed team behind uh, Liverpool at the moment. So like we said before, they're definitely on the up and well, they got two games in hand on United, so they could be on equal points with them by the time they get those catch-ups. So Barney, they're can, very much in Can in, I just in give, you, give you one more stat, Sean? Can you write this one down, please? Leicester City have conceded 65 goals in all competitions this season, nine Shit. more than any other Premier League team. Yeah, I think I remember hearing that. You, you, have, you did read the team sheet with Amate at centre back, right? Yeah, no, nah, all good. <laughs> and Barney Sionchu, your boy, was in there as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, consistently. Hell. Can we just go back to when he became my, my boy? <laughs> you just big noting him the whole time. You're like, oh, get him to yeah, Spurs. You haven't, you haven't stopped talking about him. Sure, no, you model your defending off him, so I don't know how he's my boy. <laughs> Ratchet, <laughs> Ratchet is making. Yeah, love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it for the EPL review. Let's move on to some Champions League games that were happening this morning. We had Chelsea 2, Lille nil, and a bit of a change in favour for Chelsea. They actually turned up and actually had some attacking threat going into the start of this game and, and looked pretty good from the start, Job. 
Yeah, Barney, I actually was lucky enough to watch this game. And they, like, I know, I was watching the, the clicker come through where Vlavic scored after like a minute, but I was watching the Chelsea game. They started on fire. Like, Kai Havertz, like, couldn't get a goal. He ended up with a goal, like but he could have had three like three or four shots on target. Two or three. In, yeah, in like two minutes. Uh, sorry, in five minutes or something. It was yeah, crazy. No. They were absolutely electric to start. I think it sort of petered out after that, but they really came out with a point to prove. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, a little sort of like we're, I guess the first 10, 15 minutes were a bit of an onslaught and then they sort of um, found their way into the game and actually looked pretty good. Renato Sanchez was looking pretty good out there on the ball, um, sort of dictating play a bit. Jonathan David was getting on the ball as well and looked pretty good. Um, And they actually had a few good chances. the Chelsea defence wasn't as airtight as it is sometimes. But, uh, yeah, they just couldn't seem to break them down. And then Pulisic got a good goal towards the uh, end of the game as well to sort of seal that one up. And it's going to be a long way back for for Lille in this one, um, even though they're going home for the next game. So I think it's going to be Chelsea going through the next round for me on that one. Yep. And then the other game that went on, uh, that Jobber just quickly mentioned, Juventus won, Villarreal won, and yeah, Vlahovic scored in the first minute, I think it was about 40 seconds, with a very nice first touch on the chest over the shoulder, and then sort of a Mohamed Salah miskick across the keeper on his wrong foot as well, and, uh, and snuck it in, and that was the quickest goal for a Champions League debutant ever, I believe, as well. Don't uh, don't be rude there, Barney. That was a much cleaner hit than Sellers. Uh, than Sellers <laughs> <laughs> definitely actually travelled more than twelve yards. This is true. But yeah, so, it was a nice goal. Yeah, Juventus sort of come out of the blocks in this game pretty good, um, but Villarreal weren't going to be pushed aside. They had a few good chances. The Celso hit the post. Definitely should have put it in. Uh, but then Juventus sort of just really dropped off and. I don't know if you guys saw the Villarreal goal, but the defending on that was scandalous by Juventus. That was some of the worst nah. defending I've ever seen. I thought the three guys marking, I think it was La Celso at the top right-hand side of the box, was a good move. Because oh. um, what are the odds of someone running into the, that, uh, that like 18 yards of space uh, yeah. in, in the box like that? The five-foot-seven cent, uh, centre-attacking midfielder is going to win a header yeah. on the edge of the box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they were like... Pointing at, was it Rabio that was at the top of the box, sort of in that midfield position, yeah. let him run past. Yeah. That was sort of like saying it was his fault. And to, yeah, to, to I, a part I it was, but well. why was there no centre back? Like, like why was there a 30-yard gap between the centre back and the left back? Like, what? It's 100% their fault. Terrible yeah, I, I agree as well. They were trying to blame Rabio. I'm like, mm, pretty tough when you've got a center, three centre backs marking one player and they've left a massive hole. But... um. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, bad from Juventus. They go in one all. Away goals aren't in it again this year, just to remind everyone. So this is pretty much even, and it will be interesting to see how the reverse tie goes in Turin. Alrighty, the other games tomorrow morning, Atletico Madrid versus Manchester United and Benfica versus Ajax. Two crackers that should be very interesting. I'll be closely watching that Man United game job because something interesting is bound to happen me too uh, there'll be a bruno fernandez goal mate i'll i'll give you a spoiler alert <laughs> mm, how many errors though all righty let's move on to the games happening on the weekend in the epl so we've got the first one up here leeds united versus tottenham before i give my view on this one 
Jobbo, what do you reckon this one's going to play out? Mm, so it's going to be a big week for Spurs. The expectation is back. Leeds obviously copped a hammering by a quality United side last week. <laughs> I, think, I think Leeds are going to win this one because Spurs will have to be the big team and they won't be able to do it because there's a bunch of – they're just a small horse. So I think Leeds are going to – Leeds will get up here. Yeah. What about you boys? Do you reckon Leeds have got a chance here or not at all? Nah. Nah. Oh, it's always a chance, obviously. Leeds are just – I don't know. So I find them so hard to read and predict because it's like that that game against United was just such a Leeds game. Like they weren't great. They weren't great to watch. And they always seem to, the way they play just feels like they are playing in a rain-soaked pitch all the time, the way they pass. Um, I think Tottenham should win this, but it's, it's, it's on Tottenham. It's on Tottenham to like perform. Otherwise, you know, Leeds, Leeds could nick a goal or two. Last week's. Know. Last week will be a complete waste unless Spurs go on and, and win this game. But, yeah, as I said, I think now that Tottenham will have to lead this game and sort of take some initiative to go at Leeds, um, I think they, yeah, might have a little bit of an identity crisis. Leeds will play the same as they all, always do. I think it'll be a tight one, but I think Spurs will just win. Yeah, I think Spurs should be able to get over the line in this one. Leeds will be open up at the back and we've got the best striker in the world now. So... 100 mil is probably cheap. Man City missed out last season. So he's probably going for 150 now in the current market at least. So, yeah, I think Tottenham will get through this one and hopefully build with onto a bit of form. Speaking of overpaying for players, Manchester United's up next. <laughs> All the good United segues tonight. Yeah. Mean United coming up against Roy the Boys Watford. So a tough encounter. Jobber. How worried are you that Roy might build a fortress? So, you know, no more Fred screamers from six yards out. Yeah, look, it's a real concern, but this is obviously the biggest game of the weekend. I know we're going to touch on the Carabao Cup later, but this is <laughs> this is where the action is. No, nah, so, this is bigger. Yeah, it is. You've got you've got a red hot Watford coming to Old Trafford um, on the back of a win against Villa. I I don't know anymore, <laughs> Sam. Who knows what the fuck they're going to produce. Yeah. They should they should win and I'm going to go, oh, I've got the quality to do it. But I don't know. Roy's going to park the bus, probably going to shit themselves. Um, oh God, they should win, shouldn't they? They should win. They men, should. Menu will win unconvincingly in this game. Yeah, um, as they tend to do. Yeah. Yeah, Unconvincingly 5 0. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it'll be more down to um, a horrendous um, effort defensively from Watford, more so than Manchester United unlocking them. So, <laughs> yeah, Man U, sort, sort of 2 or 3 1, I think. Last time these two teams played, Watford won 4 1. I'd love to see that again, if I'm being honest. That is insane to think about. Yeah. Just I'd love to see him do the double over United this season. That would be <laughs> And then get relegated. That would be yeah, that's not catulated, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, last game we're going to look at here is Everton and Man City. Job, I know you said the last game was the biggest one of the weekend. I actually think this one is because, judging by the scoreline, this will be huge. Yeah, and look at his. Frankie Lampard is not going to set these boys up to no, defend. And it's going to be tough for Frank Lampard, obviously, going back to a club where um, he finished his career and enjoyed so much success. Obviously, a Manchester City legend. So, going back there after, <laughs> after all, that's going to be tough. But yeah, I feel like City are going to absolutely spanner him after the Tottenham result. <laughs> like this, I don't think 5 0 is enough. Yeah, they bounce back, don't they? they oh, that's my theory, too, Hoss. They, if you beat. 
Man City, whoever plays him next week, he's normally on the end of something big. So Everton's form's not great. An angry Man City, um, yeah, I think they'll absolutely shred Everton and we are looking at one of those 5 nilers here. So, Sean, are you reckon Pep's water bottle's yeah. safe? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is safe, we, as we said last week. Um, yeah, he gets angry and he gets onto that water bottle, but no, nah, he'll, he'll be safe here. Did safe you see than, uh, also after this game? <laughs> yeah, that's that's very much at risk. Did you see the abuse that uh, Pep gave his assistant coach after Tottenham scored that uh, injury time winner? I did he see was that. Just berating did we what, him why for was, like thirty seconds. What was the what was the thing? I don't, I don't know what if it was, was it was necessarily like yelling at, at him, him, but oh, okay. it, I think it was maybe like. He was yelling with him. He's maybe defensive coach or something, and he's yelling at him about like something that should happen. But it was okay. a good like fifteen seconds, like like as close as I am to my mic here, screaming in his face about something, and <laughs> he wasn't reacting at all. He was just like nodding. Like, do, you reckon, just, do you reckon Pep's just, got some personal stuff that he's also wanted to get off his chest? No, 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 what I think it was, I think that assistant coach said, "You got to start Sterling. You got to." And then he started him, and Pep's like, "That's the <laughs> fucking last time I start him." So he's like, bring, bring on Aguero. We don't have fucking Aguero anymore. <laughs> no, no one thing. does. Oh. No one does. All righty, yeah, it should be a big win for City. Back to normality for them. All righty, and the last game we want to look at here is the big energy drink cup, the Carabao Cup final that is happening on the weekend. It's Liverpool versus Chelsea. Josh, you get first right of reply. How do you think your boys will handle this cup final? You traditionally don't do too well in the League Cup. Uh, do we get to the League Cup often? We used to, you honestly, guys... for like the 2000s, it was the backbone of your club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was true. Tottenham. <laughs> a bit of FA Cup here, a bit of, yeah, League Cup there. It did the tr- that's right, we did the treble that, that one year back in 2000. That's not one. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not going through to the keeper. That is not yeah. a treble. It's when Gary I know, that was the joke. Things. <laughs> that was, that it's was coming the from joke. the kings of the treble <laughs> United. <laughs> He's still in the there. engine room. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to relive the glory days with this one, I reckon. I think Liverpool, I mean, I don't know which way this is going to go. I don't really give a shit, to be honest. But it'd be nice to get some guaranteed silverware for the year because obviously still in the Champions League, still a uh, little bit of a sniff for the, for the title, for the league. But um, if you pick this one up, that's not bad. Um, I think Liverpool at the moment are the better team on form and just in general for the last couple of years. So I'm going to... Say I think Liverpool should win, but I don't know. Do you guys have any stats to... Jeez, like, about the smugness on Liverpool supporters. You don't really care about this cup just because yeah. you won a Champions League and a league in the last Six. couple of years. God, yeah. I miss the t- early 2000s. Like, so I much. know. Uh, so smug. So Liverpool <laughs> yeah. obviously I won. No, there, was no, there was no hope. No. Yeah, that was the prime of my life was like living through that the, the 2000s. Even like 2010, 13, 14, it was dark times. Mm. I miss Paul Who were the Tottenham? Kenny Dalglish. <laughs> no, look, I, I'm genuinely interested in this game, obviously because it's the cup final, but I just I still can't get a handle on Chelsea. Like Liverpool's obviously the informed team, scoring goals for fun. We might see the Diaz-Salah-Mane combination again, but I just don't know what we're going to get out of Chelsea. Like, because they've been shit. But I feel like this is similar to Tottenham versus Man City where this is a game they could really get up for. And Leeds yeah. might Leeds might exhaust Liverpool during the week, probably not. But there's like an outside chance that Chelsea could really be up for it, and like Tuchel under in a cup final, like anything could really happen here. You know he's going to be sweating his balls off trying to get any get a result in any way he can. So Lukaku, Lukaku, Rob, Lukaku yeah, would be keen to get on the ball. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If Romelu <laughs> Lukaku can get like, you know, double figures of touches, who knows? <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's that's not going to happen. But um, maybe if he gets on the pitch, he might get on the pitch. It's, it's really frustrating, but because you think if someone's going to be able to like, you know, go toe-to-toe with Van Dyke, it should theoretically be Lukaku to like really give him we, a physical should, contest. Yeah. But it just isn't. He just he gets, gets bullied. Yeah, I think because we, we talked about this when they first played that first time at the start of the year and, and we were looking forward to it. But then not just the physical side, but I think it's more like the mental side too. Like Van Dyke's just a little bit like sharper and smarter than, than Lukaku was at the time or is. so. Yeah, because yeah. last time they played, obviously it was a one-all hammering, I think, in August. Um, yeah, that's Liverpool, great to describe Liverpool it. Liverpool won and then Reese James got himself sent off and like it was just a bit of a mess. But yeah, yeah I... I, I'm tipping Chelsea for the upset here. I think they've they've been putting along for a couple of weeks, and I think this will be the game. Just get something out of them. Yeah, I, yeah. I um I tend to agree. I think Chelsea seem to know how to turn up for a big occasion, but like the consistently turning up week to week in the Premier League is where they're struggling at the moment. Like turn up for Champions League this morning, like um get a good result. And I think they could definitely turn up for this Carabao Cup final and and sneak away with like a one nil win, um, for sure, and just lock it down. So the only concern I have for them though is that both uh, Kovacic and uh, Kante both not Kante sorry Kovacic and Ziyech both went off injured today in that game. Yeah. So I doubt they'll both be back for that game. So I think oh, maybe Ziyech has got enough attacking midfielders to cover them. Oh, yeah. Oh, fingers crossed. Coverage is a big loss, though. Recall sure someone from loan. Well, there's 600 of them. Yeah. <laughs> What's Billy Gilmore doing? Is he still <laughs> Can he come back? by Liverpool he's last clearly week. Not, yeah. He's clearly not helping Norwich. May as well get him back. <laughs> I think you go looking for Bino's uh, back pocket for him still, I think. All right. Well, Conor Gallagher <laughs> could be recalled. But all right, Sean, give us a tip. Who you got? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Liverpool. Easy. Liverpool. Cheers. Straightforward. Jeez, there you go. What what time? What time is this game? Just my own awareness now. I'm just doing my own schedule. Uh, riff riff for a minute, and I'll find out for you. Yeah, a bit of a plug. There. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think it's going to be like three a.m. Monday morning Australia time. So. Yeah, it's always oh, a terrible time. Yeah, terrible um, game, terrible time, terrible time. Three, it's three thirty a.m. on Monday. There you oh, go. Three thirty. I can do three thirty, not three though. <laughs> that little half hour just completely changes it. Yeah, yeah. You, when you get home from Revolve, I just go straight. Yeah, up. <laughs> I'll watch it while I'm in the gym. I'll watch it on the TVs at the gym. Alrighty, so we're split down the middle here, two and two. Uh, let us know what you think the result is going to be through the socials. And on that note, Shauno, yes, what's happening over in the social corner? Yes, what do you got uh, for us? Tweet, tweet, buzz, buzz. Um, producer Pete still hasn't got me a sting, which I'm not happy about. So I'll just have to make oh, my shit. own for the moment. Meow. But this week, <laughs> <laughs> this week, boys, um, what happened is Ronaldo hit 400 million followers on Instagram. So for those playing along at home, he's the most followed um, individual on Instagram and the first person ever to hit 400 million. So he celebrated that with a little post, um, little video to his fans in a Christian Dior turtleneck. Um, hashtag stay relatable and said thanks <laughs> to everyone. So in the theme of him hitting 400, I thought I'd go through some of his more famous um, Instagram and um, Twitter posts. So as you know, um, his Instagram and Twitter is basically a billboard. So um, he's also had that uh, fiasco with the Coke, don't drink Coke um, early on. And um, I might go through some of his more memorable endorsements. So here you go. 
Uh, the first tweet here I have um, is on 22nd of October 2013. Thank you all for participating in the CR7 Boys Underwear Competition. It's been a real pleasure seeing Ooh. all your photos. <laughs> come, on, come on, Ronaldo. Seeing all your photos. Please. Yeah. So take that one down, Ronnie. Um, not, wait, oh, not, more context shit. we need to know. Not a great start. Or oh, he's got a, an underwear brand called CR7 and he got everyone yeah. to send photos in and it's not his second language. So he's had a couple of cracks at that and not done uh, that yeah. too well. All right. On to number two. Um, also in 2016, um, the 7th of July here. So I've joined a new team, exclamation mark. It's an elite team, exclamation mark. Visit cr7blankets.com. Send me my exclusive luxury blankets. And it's followed by a picture. And I cannot stress this enough that he's got a, like just a normal picture of himself and someone in his social media teams like Photoshop like a, a CR7 blanket across him. So it's like an a normal picture with him like with a, like a blanket that's like um, Photoshopped across him. Oh, and so cr7blankets.com to cop yours, jobber. Um, I'll right. be sold out for sure. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> and they look stiff as a board in this picture too. All right, but my my favorite one I've come to to learn um, is shape up, face up, facial fitness. Right. So here we go for those for oh. those listening. I'm listening. Imagine, yeah, t- imagine two, <laughs> two spatulas. Job. Two spatulas running um, side by side, right? And then yep. what you do is you bite in the middle. And each side has like a weight on it, right? And what you do, you bite down and clench your jaw and then you're meant to move your head up and down, up and down and the weights on it start to swing like this. So it's like imagine like you've got like a bird in your mouth and it's like flapping and that's what it does. And it's meant to like improve your cheekbones yeah. um, and, and your jawline. And so <laughs> Ronaldo's got a little like 30-second video and he's on one of those like daytime commercial things and um, the lady's got it in her mouth and they're like that other host has got it in his mouth and they're doing this and they look like absolute twats. And Ronaldo just like can't bring himself to like actually put it in his mouth and do it. So he's just like putting it there and saying, that, oh, yeah, this is what you're doing, like moving it with yeah. his hand. He's fucking but, cringe and Barney, hilarious. Can you, but I'm can you sure get a got Can you get a soundbite? Just take out the first part of him describing the product and just give me from like, he's got it in his mouth, she's got it in her mouth, then Ronaldo's got it in his <laughs> hand and just send it to me, please. <laughs> you ringtone. There it is, boys. So tweet, tweet, buzz, buzz. That oh, is it geez. from Social Media Corner this week. Holy shit. And where that can is, they find us on the socials, Job? That was quite a horrible slur there. Uh, if you want to reach us <laughs> on Instagram, uh, just uh, Football Fight on Paper, Twitter, at Football on Pods, Facebook, at Football Fight on Paper, and that will do us. Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. <laughs> <laughs>